When I have studied the businesses of people who I really admire, people who have great work-life balance and whose businesses are generating the kind of revenue that I want to be generating every month, I have noticed a couple of recurring themes. And these are things that I have slowly adopted into my business to make it better and to scale that you might also want to adopt into yours. So that is what I'm going to be sharing with you today. Hello, and welcome to the Call to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. Last week, we talked about three questions to ask yourself when you're wanting to grow your business, but you don't necessarily want to be spending any more hours in your business. So that was a coaching style episode to help you to know what you should be working on when you're actually working. Now, this is almost like a continuation of that conversation, but this time it's much more tangible, actionable steps for next steps in your business to scale. Now, the things I'm going to share with you here today are things that I noticed kind of across the board in the past few years of reading business books, um, interviewing other entrepreneurs on my show, and just reading blogs, like picking up pieces of information from people that I really admired, who, like I mentioned, had both the business and the life that I wanted to build. Because I think that's really important when you're picking a mentor or you're modeling your business after someone. Now, truthfully, I did this research for myself so that I could implement these things into my business because I'm at a stage in life where I do not want to work any more hours in my business. With my kids being as little as they are, I have no desire to add hours to my work week. And I, at this point, work less than 20 hours a week, but I do want to grow my business. So today I'm going to be sharing with you three things to do when you want to scale your business but you don't want to spend any more hours in your business. And these are things that I find a lot of successful people are already doing. All right. The first thing is to build automations wherever you possibly can in your business. What I've noticed is that successful people have removed themselves as the bottleneck for getting things done in their business. And a way that you can do this is making sure that There are things in your business that do not require you to be involved in them being able to move forward. So making sure that the business doesn't need you in every aspect of it is crucial for growth. And a great way of doing this is building automations, using tools and templates and automations to move things along without you necessarily having to actually do anything manually. So take a look at your customer experience, your customer journey, um, specifically how people come into the buying experience with you. So if they inquire on your website, that whole customer journey can be completely automated. And there are plenty of other things in your business, even like admin tasks that can be automated. And I was listening to a podcast on this recently, and the person being interviewed was saying, start with the survival parts of your business, the things that have to happen for you to make money and automate those things first. Because a lot of times people try to get really fancy in their automations, and it may not necessarily actually help you in your business this month if you start automating out something that's really fancy. 
but rather start with the day-to-day operations in your business, like how you're communicating with your clients, for example, and this could save you a tremendous amount of time and enable you to hand it off to a team member as well, which is really important for growth. So a couple of my favorite automations in my own business have been email marketing automations. So when someone grabs a freebie or some sort of guide or download that I talk about, they can download that and they're immediately going to get all kinds of different helpful emails from me over the next couple of days. And it's all automated. They'll get invited to join a Facebook group or maybe another freebie will get shared with them so that they see other things that they could explore in my business. They're also going to be offered different products and services so that really there's some selling happening automatically, which is huge. Another thing that I've automated is text message notifications through Zapier. So Zapier is a great automation tool that essentially connects two different platforms to each other. And you can automate so many things with Zapier, but I have it set up so that when I make a sale on certain things in my business, I get a text message so that I don't really need to be constantly checking the back end of my softwares to see if I've made sales, or I don't need to go into my inbox, for example, to see if I've made sales. I just know. And that keeps me from being pulled into the business. Another thing that I have automated is my onboarding experience for my coaching clients inside of HoneyBook. So I use HoneyBook as my project management tool. So when someone comes in and they inquire with me, it gets pulled in automatically as a project inside of HoneyBook. And I have it set up so that they get a file sent to them right away. There are email reminders that get populated and I can choose whether or not to send those. I can just click send or I can click skip. So everything's kind of pre-done. I've taken like 90% of the heavy lifting out of the whole inquiry process. And I did this when I was doing weddings and I will always do this for any kind of service because people are expecting a one-to-one communication, but you don't necessarily have to sit there and actually type everything out. So if you want to give HoneyBook a try, highly recommend it please use my affiliate link. I'll have it in the description section. Um, It'll get you 50% off your first year. And it is so incredibly helpful. There are way more tools than I have time to talk about today inside of HoneyBook, but my business would not be what One of my other favorite automation tools is Notion, and I am going to have a video episode coming up on Notion and exactly how I use this in my business because it has changed a lot as I've gone into content creation and now with a podcast and the YouTube channel at the same time. So I do want to share more of how I use Notion with you all. So stay tuned. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on that future piece of content. But for now, I will just say it has automation tools. You can use templates inside of Notion, and it really works as almost like a uh, storage container for all of your ideas and all of your content in your business. So Check out Notion is a completely free tool. And if you're thinking that you're a little disorganized and you'd like to get more automations figured out in your business, Notion is a great place to start. Hey there, creative. I'm jumping into this episode with a quick message for you. If you've ever dreamed of being a guest on podcasts, collaborating with influencers, or maybe you want to speak at an upcoming summit or conference, but you're just not sure how to actually make that happen, I want to tell you it actually starts with the perfect pitch. And that is exactly what pitch power email templates provide, a foolproof way to go after the thing that you want. Not only will you get access to 11 pre-written email templates ready to go to plug and play and pitch, but you will also get a masterclass training where I share the five crucial elements of effective pitching. Head over to joymichelle.co slash pitchpower to grab your templates now. 
Take the guesswork out of pitching and join me inside Pitch Power Templates today. Okay, so the second thing I want to share with you today that has made a huge difference for me that I learned from successful entrepreneurs is that successful entrepreneurs buy back their time. And what I mean by this is that you don't need to be the one to do everything in your business for it to still count towards your growth. And outsourcing to a team member or contractor can make huge differences in your business when you can't necessarily do every single thing anymore, like because of time, because of resources, because of talent, whatever the reason may be, having other people help you to do things in your business is an absolute game changer. A great place to start with outsourcing is a platform like Fiverr. I have used Fiverr for all sorts of things in my business. I have hired video editors. I have hired designers like Canva designers or to create graphic design projects. And recently, for example, I just hired a Fiverr designer to complete a workbook for one of my new offers in my business called Pitch Power Email Templates. So essentially, I created all the pitches. I put together these templates based on the actual emails and the formulas that I've used in my business for years to get speaking engagements, get on people's podcasts, to you know collaborate and how I've gotten into rooms that I normally wouldn't have been able to get into. So I took all of those and then handed them to a Fiverr designer and said, hey, can you make this pretty? And they took that time and came back with a PDF. I gave them feedback and then we were done. And it was incredible. Now, the truth is I could totally have done this work. I have a degree in graphic design, but I'm at a point in my business where it's no longer the best use of my time to sit inside of Canva for a few hours playing around with margins and just getting fussy over fonts when really the best use of my time was the actual template creation itself. It was the idea. It was the value in the thing that I'm selling is the actual teachings of pitch power templates and the actual templates themselves. So me being able to hand that off and start focusing on what else I could do to create content coach or do things that only I can do was really, really crucial. And that's what I want you to start to think about is what could I outsource that maybe you actually could do yourself. Maybe you're actually really good at it, but it's no longer the best use of your time because only you can do a certain few things in your business. So just because you can do your accounting doesn't mean you should do your accounting or just because you can manage your own inbox doesn't mean you should continue to manage your own inbox. So uh, we talk about this a lot on the podcast and on episode 47 of the podcast, I shared about hiring my first VA, success tips, things you might want to have in place, and a few cautions. So if you're thinking specifically about hiring a team member or a virtual assistant, this is going to be a great episode for you. So again, that's episode 47 on the Call to Both podcast. Now, I also want to mention another great resource, and that is a book by Dan Martell called Buy Back Your Time. Now, I'm almost finished with this. I have been listening to this on Audible, and I'm finding it really, really helpful, even though I've hired people and I have different team members and I have for a few years now. This is something that I want to grow in as a leader and as an entrepreneur. And so I'm constantly trying to take in more information on it. And the reason that you may want to listen to this is a couple of things. The first is the book will help you to calculate your buyback rate, which is really important if you're not sure what you can afford to pay someone if you're outsourcing. So that's the first one. And then the second reason I really like it is 
it's going to open your mind up to a lot of different opportunities of ways that you could systematize your business and things that you may not think are systematizable. That is a word. They actually are. And he really breaks it down in the book. And it's very inspiring to hear how some of these entrepreneurs in the book changed the way that they outsource and how it impacted the growth of their business. Really, really great book. So I'll have that linked in the show notes. Okay. So we're on the third and final point, but I actually think this one is really, really crucial. And this is to create evergreen long form content. Now, if you create content in your business, which I really strongly believe you should be, I want you to make sure that it is searchable and evergreen. And so what I mean by this is this is going to work for you for so much longer because if a year or two down the road, someone could still find that piece of content, it is still available on YouTube or Google or somewhere on your website and it is search friendly, that piece of content is going to work so much harder for you in the long run. So you might think, I don't have time to create long form content, Joy. Like that's, that's a lot of work. But what I would challenge you with is think about it this way. If you make a couple of threads, you know, like you make some text posts, you create one reel and you post in a bunch of Facebook groups, you're just kind of like throwing out quick content. Consider taking that same amount of time that you're devoting to all that quick content that almost just disappears and creating one SEO keyword rich piece of content. And what I would tell you is that that long form piece of content, the one that is searchable, could be ranking on Google on page one of Google a year later, driving traffic to you every single day, getting leads on your email list or people inside of your inquiry form. Whereas a reel or post inside of someone else's Facebook group or even some threads probably will not be visible anymore. Those are tactics, but they cannot be your only tactic when it comes to content. And so I feel if your time is very limited, pay closer attention to the content that's going to stick around rather than throwing up lots of little things that feel like they disappear very, very quickly because they do. If it's based on social media, it's going to disappear very quickly. So make sure that you're building a strong foundation of content that is search friendly and evergreen. Now, if you want to dive into this whole world of content, I have got you covered. We have talked about this extensively on the show. So I'm going to give you a couple of episodes that you might want to dig into, specifically if you are looking for a way that YouTube could be a part of your business and content strategy, and you want to learn how to build a YouTube channel and grow one, go back to episode three on the podcast. Another one I wanted to mention is that if you're extremely limited on time, which who isn't, right? but you want to create video in very limited time and you want some video creation hacks, there is an entire episode on this as well. That's episode 11. If you are already creating content and you're like, this is a waste of my time. No one is looking at it. Nobody cares about it. Why are you telling me to create content? I'm, I tried it. I'm tired of it. You need to listen to episode 21 because it's all about getting visibility on your content, making small but meaningful shifts to actually get people to see your content. Because of course, it doesn't matter if you're creating content and no one is seeing it, then there's no point in that, right? We need the visibility piece. So that's episode 21. So I will have all of the episodes that I just mentioned linked in the description so that you can go back and listen to those next. Okay, so quick recap, three things that I see successful people doing to scale to the next level without necessarily having to work any more time. The first is 
automations, strategically automating things in your business, especially starting with those survival things, those really important day-to-day tasks, getting those automated. The second one is buying back their time through outsourcing. And then the third is an evergreen content strategy. If you're looking for more ways to create time and space in your days, you are absolutely going to love episode 51 here on the podcast, where I share tips for creating just that for yourself. As usual, all the episodes mentioned in this one are linked in the show notes and over on my blog. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. Tag me in your stories on Instagram or send me a DM. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the Call to Both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.